Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to the Mind Your Herbs podcast. It's me, Tim Timbo, with the infamous Big Steel, the Urban Gardener. What's going on, man? Nothing much, man. You know, just trying to get in the garden back in order, man. I've been busy, been pulled away with the house up in Jacksonville, trying to get it ready for thing. We make boss moves over there. Yeah, man, but um, I can kind of fail behind on the guard when I'm going to get caught back up. Definitely get caught it's back up. It's all good. I know it will. I know that, I know how that feel to be behind. Man, that, that junk, it, it is annoying, though, seeing all the, like, all the stuff you got to do. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, well, let me just let it get done instead of just looking at it. Let's, let's get to work. Uh, definitely. Cause you know this August sun been hot too, man. Man, well, August seemed like it was hotter than than June and July put together to me. Make you not even want to go out, go back out there. Been out there all day, and it's like, man, I don't want to go back out there. <laughs> man, it was muggy. It seemed like it seemed like when you try to water your stuff, even at nighttime, it seemed like the water just evaporating right off the plants. It was so so hot. <laughs> it seemed like. Oh, and I ain't been having, I ain't been having them, them, them chronicles over here. Yeah, it's been pretty, uh, it's been pretty nice. Uh, both in California and in Missouri, it, it it rained quite a bit. Um, like this past week in Missouri, but it's mm. been gorgeous in California. This, this like the super prime time of the year. Mm. Like seventy five degrees, nice cool breeze every day. Oh, so it's been a Nice. That's real good right there. So today's topic is curing and drying. So tell us about, you know, curing and drying, man. Like what are, what are your what do you do? What are your steps? You know? Well, first, this is like one of my favorite parts of the growing process. Uh because you write it you write at the end. You the light is definitely at the end of the tunnel. You can you you see all of the work that you done put in, all the long hours, seeing the, the plant budding and everything. Now with the drying, you gotta chop it down, hang it up. Uh, what I usually like to do for drying specifically is I do a whole plant hang. Um, mm-hmm. Usually, the the larger families I get rid of those. Like that ain't that don't have a lot of sugar on them or, or no sugar at all. I usually get take those off, mm. leave everything else on there. Um, what I found with that is uh, it usually locks in the. Um, I don't know how true this is, but uh, from my own experience, um, I feel like the it, the the nose or the terpenes are locked in a lot more. Mm. Uh, I, this could be just me making up something, but. Uh, I, I I did do uh, like I trimmed and hung it, and the the smell didn't stay. It, it wasn't as as strong and as potent before, so that's why you, like usually like to do a full plant hang. Mm. Um, usually let it dry for ten to fourteen days. Um, it's like right when the branches snap, um, not when they 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 can't be too crispy, but it, it's. Um, and not too flimsy either. You don't want them to bend, but you want them to snap. Um, mm. The the 
I've never checked the temperature or, or how much moisture, like actually did the, a moisture check, but um, it's not too dry and not too wet either. It's like just right. It's like a Goldilocks and her porridge. Mm. Um, you know it when you feel it. And so some uh, the reason why it's usually 10 to 14 days because some will be done before others. And so with that, I usually um, I take those off and all the rest, they stay on. Every so often it's a little it's a little bit longer. Sometimes it's like seventeen days. Sometimes like rare occasions have been twenty one, but for the most part it's within that ten to fourteen day window. And uh after with the ones that I cut off and like when I'm cutting everything off and putting it in jars to cure, um, majority of the time I do I use jars. Um, use like those sixty four ounce uh glass mason jars or I use a sea vault container and uh with the plant uh, curing that, uh, I usually kind of trim it, but not all the way, just so I can uh, kind of start the trimming process. But mm-hmm. I just want everything to stay in there. I, I want it all. I want it all to smell good, so I kind of leave everything there. And as time goes on, I'll uh, I'll trim it. Mm-hmm. But um, when I'm start doing the curing process, like my minimum is thirty days. I don't do anything any less than thirty days for the cure. Um, the maximum cur- curing is a different process from drying, right? Yeah, okay, yeah, it definitely is. Um, so during that process, um, every day for the first two weeks, I'm I'm burping like or opening the jars for 15 minutes, letting it get a good air exchange, and it also rotates around the moisture that's in the jar as well. Um, most times I usually put humidity packs in there, um, but the first like week I usually don't. I don't know why. Uh, why I stop? Uh, I don't know if it happened just because I I just forgot one week and then I just kept con- kept doing that or what. Um, but I usually like the first week I don't put any humidity packs in there, and then the, the second week that's when I put the humidity packs on until it's done. Um, and also with that, like I said, during that curing process, during the curing process, that's when I'm like starting to trim and test it out, see how I smoke. Uh, but anyway, with the curing, the first first two weeks, I'm burping it uh every day for 15 minutes, uh, and all like all it is just literally just opening the jar, I leave it open for 15 minutes. I set a timer, um, go do something else. Um, I try not to mess with the buds too much. Mm. Every wow. so often, I trim a couple, but for the most part, I try to try to leave them alone. Then the second, last two weeks or fifteen days or whatever, I, that's when I'm I'm trimming them up, and I don't burp them for fifteen minutes every day. Like I'll burp them still, but not uh fifteen minutes every day. It's usually every other day, but fifteen minutes. Hmm. Well, well, is it important to properly cure your your cannabis, like, does the curing and drying play an effect in the flavor and the and the terpenes and all that stuff? Like, oh yeah, most definitely. Um, if you do not uh, dry it, if you don't, if you don't let it dry, um, you just smoke it. It is too moist, and so when you're trying to smoke it, it actually it's going to be much more difficult to actually smoke. And then also, if you let it dry too long, like it, um, it could 
lose all the smell and everything and lose the potency, especially if you're not keeping it in a cool, dark place. I forgot to mention that earlier. Mm. Um, no light. Um, like, store it in a place where there's no light, where no light can get in there. Um, and if you must store it, like, in, like let's say you got it in a room or anything like that, uh, try to put it in a closet. You know, not everybody got, like, some big facility or anything like that or where it, it's impossible to put light in there but like if at all possible keep it mm. in a cool dark place um 60 degrees te- for the temperature and 60 percent humidity um right on. Uh, you want to have like a like a little air flowing in there uh, it ain't got to be crazy uh and definitely don't have it if you do put a fan in there don't have the fan blowing directly on the plants um what i usually do is have a fan along the bottom um just like a a regular old box fan on low um like underneath the pl- the plant so like air is moving around in there um and flowing is just not blowing on the plants but yeah as far as the the importance of it drying and curing and all of that like it, you want it to be potent you want that flavor like the 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 smell that it had while it was growing um you would like for those to actually come out and come out more during that curing process and everything. You don't want it to go away. That's the, that's the last thing you want it to smell like hay or like nothing grass. Um, there are some, some uh, bugs and, and flavors that smell like grass, but for the most part, they, they got all these unique smells. So like gas and like lemons and oranges and, you know, there's like limonene, piney, myrcene, um, uh, caryophylline, uh, kind of smells spicy and so forth. So there's all these different smells and you, you actually want to smell that because those smells and the, these terpene profiles, uh, you're getting the aromatherapy from the cannabis, not just the, like when you smoke it. So it's like with the plant, you get so many benefits from it besides just smoking it. Um, you can you can reap the benefits of of the plant and of and the medicinal benefits of it. Wow, like I just learned a whole lot, bro. Like, I it's like you know growing this plant, man. It make you like a once you master it, bro. Can't nobody tell you shit once you master this plant. <laughs> See, like, <laughs> you if you can master this plant, you can grow anything. I feel like, yeah. Like, wow. Okay. I mean the 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 reverse is true. I feel you know with with growing like tomatoes and things like that. You can if you can grow tomatoes, you can grow you can grow cannabis. And the reason I say that because the even though the um it's a different plant, the, mm-hmm. the process is the same. I mean you got to grow it from a seed, you're growing it from a seed or a clone. Mm-hmm. You can grow tomatoes from a clone. Uh, you have to water it. It needs um the right NPK ratio, the, uh, which is nitrogen, potassium, and phosphorus, along with the other micronutrients. Pretty much everything needs the same thing, but just different amounts. Like a person, you know, you need nitrogen, potassium, and phosphorus, plus you need micronutrients, iron, uh, magnesium, zinc, etc. Um, but yeah, if you, if you can grow, if you can grow cannabis or weed you can grow anything you can grow tomatoes uh eggplant all that you can grow weed 
Yeah, definitely. And, and, and I, I, I question now, like, okay, so when I do go to a dispensary and I get something that says it's 28 or 30% TAC, but when mm-hmm. I smoke it, it don't do nothing for me. But, you know, sometimes I get some stuff that's like 15, 16% THC and it makes me like so high. Like, mm-hmm. so, but I wonder, like, since you, you know, you said all the processes that go into curing and drying, I wonder, is it because of that? Like, uh, I mean, it, it, some of it is, some of it ain't. The, um, like, just because it, it has like, 38, 40, 97% THC, you know, whatever these mm-hmm. crystal numbers are, like that doesn't necessarily mean you don't really get the the, the full effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, like once you, like, um, smoking is smoking, you know, um, like smoking cannabis, like if it has the the medicinal properties that you need, you're going to, you're going to get the, you know, it's going to get you there. If it doesn't, it, it's not, you know, so like mm-hmm. if you need a lot of myrcene and limonene, um but the and it's uh fifteen percent THC and this other strain has a lot of let's say pinene and caryophylline, um, and it's forty percent THC, it, it's not gonna get you the result that you want and that you need because it's like your your body needs this but you're giving it this, you know, you, yeah. um, it's like putting oil in the truck and you don't need any oil, but you need antifreeze. You know, it's like, it, that's cool. You added some oil in here. Um, you may have added, you might've added too much. Who knows? Or you may, you may have actually needed some oil, but you, what you really need is antifreeze because your radi- radiator is like your, your truck is overheating, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely, you know, I learned um, in the in the community garden that I work in with um, the elder lady, Miss Beverly. You know, she we had sweet potatoes there, and um, she was telling me that sweet potatoes. If you plan on keeping sweet potatoes a long time, you have to let them cure. I'm like, I didn't even know sweet potatoes needed to cure. I thought you just pluck it out of the ground and. and and go ahead and uh, turn it into sweet yeah. potato pie, you know. Like, <laughs> I, I didn't know they had the cure, but she was like, you know, if you're gonna go ahead and use them, you know, you can. But you know, she said she always let hers cure before she use them. She let them cure for like ten, the ten day, ten to fifteen days, mm-hmm. and in the sun, like around seventy five to eighty degrees. I was like, wow. And then I came across other fruits and stuff that. That um that can be cured for long term storage winter squash, mm-hmm. uh, regular potatoes, and uh, it's, it's a couple of other ones. But I was just amazed that like I like I didn't think that you know stuff like squash and stuff could be cured for for long term storage. But you know it's a lot to learn in the garden world. It's, it's a real deep, deep world. The garden world is like the it's like the deep parts of the ocean that man hasn't discovered yet. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just like it's a lot of unknown. <laughs> a lot yeah. of unknown there. And like what you mentioned with the uh, how uh, curing the sweet potatoes and everything, um, it's 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 kind of like every it's it's ripe. Um, like if you like getting a banana. Um, mm-hmm. 
a lot of times they'll they'll like you go to the store they're, they're green and they're not quite ripe yet. Um, mm. what, I mean, you, even if you growing bananas in your backyard, they ready like you can harvest them, but they're not ripe yet, so you can eat it. Um, and and like really get the the true benefits from it. Or tomatoes, like sometimes you got a green one, you know, and it's like you can still eat it, but it's not as good. Like you won't get the full benefits of it if you like let it put it in a bag uh, for a little while, uh, like a uh, or instant newspaper or whatever for a little while, and let it let it cure. Yeah, definitely. Most definitely, man. So, a lot to learn in this game. Pears. We uh, we 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 um, we just harvested 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 some uh, some pears and let them cure for a little while. We just got some uh, we just made some pear preserves. We just dried it up. Oh my goodness! I cannot wait to put some of that on some biscuits. Mm. Mm. And that sounds good. It's so good. And the part like the uh, and like to make the preserves is like a similar process. It's it, it ain't just one a one day thing. It's it's almost like a week or mm-hmm. two weeks to, to to make. And even though it take a while, man, it's, it's like man, I'm so glad I waited. Wow. Yeah. So what's the um what's the strand of the day? Man, the, the the strand of the day is um, what's that called? Pineapple upside down cake. Oh, I got some of that myself. Yeah, that's a good sativa there. <laughs> yeah, that thing that thing is pretty scrumptious. It's uh, what is that called? Pineapple train wreck with a uh, cookie monster. Definitely good to relax your muscles, relieve tension, improve your mood. Um, just like the name says, pineapple upside down cake is real sweet and tasty. Um, definitely a, a, a high one to recommend if you, if you do like sativas, um, you do need to increase your, your mood. And then also you get, you do get some, um, pain relief. So if you're active, like athlete, take walks, running, um, and you don't even necessarily have to be an athlete, you working, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um keeping your mind sharp and keeping your muscles loose. Definitely a good one to, to smoke on, puff on, and enjoy. Um, yeah, that's some uh, pineapple upside down cake. Mm, yeah, that's a nice one. Right, the, the herb of the day is salsaprella. And that's mm. spelled S-A-R-S-A-P-R-I L-L-A, because it's hard for me to pronounce. <laughs> but this helps with psoriasis, arthritis. It helps fight against cancer. It helps protect the liver. It, de- it detoxifies the body. It relieves digestive problems your kidneys. But guess what? What's that? This herb back in the day used to be used to help fight against syphilis. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it really is. And what what was the name of that again? Sal Soprella. Sal Soprella. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. something new every day. Yeah, I never was, even heard of that. Yeah, me me neither, man. It's a, a herb I came across the uh, marketing the other day. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I'm always looking to every 
herb and new herb and it's just so much stuff out there, man. It, it don't make no sense, bro. Like and how they hide, you know, information. You know, they they hide the information because the information is here on a lot of stuff. Like a lot of the stuff that grows out in the wilderness is some type of medicine for us. Mm-hmm. You know, and it makes me think. You know, they want to purposely keep people in the blind because, you know, just just think about if everyone became aware of the stuff that grows in the wilderness and what's medicine and what's not medicine, like that 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 puts a dent into big pharmacy. Yeah, and I think I think uh, one thing about like the big pharmacy is the the scare. They they have like a scarcity mindset. Like it, it, the more the more people uh, know, they can make a better decision. Not that everybody has to grow sarsaparilla, uh, uh, you know, um, and and the 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 mullein leaf and all these different things. It's not that they have to grow that and and everything, but because they know what it does, they're more apt to actually buy the medicine, you know, the medication that they that these pharmaceutical companies are providing and, and, and so forth. Um, or even if they are going to an alternative medicine uh, place in like using cannabis or going to a holistic place, you know, so they're not getting the, like the watered down version, but the actual version, you know, mm-hmm. need more immediate um, treatment and so forth. So I don't know. It's, it's it's more beneficial that people know versus them not knowing. That's what I'm this getting at. It's true. This is definitely true. But thank God for the information age because the information age is, you know, waking a lot of people up. That's for sure. It's uh, it's it's crazy. Right at your fingertips, you got pretty much the answers to every question that you got. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. If you a- if you ask the right question, you you can pretty much get the right. You know, yeah. you do you you definitely got to sift through a lot of junk because uh, it's it's definitely a lot of junk on the internet, but it's a lot of good valuable information. Yeah, definitely. So, um, out of all of the the dispensaries and and all of that that you've been to, have you uh, do you feel that you've experienced any uh, cannabis that wasn't Cured properly? Uh, yeah, I I think so. I I don't know because I'm new. I'm new to to the to that side of the world to the cannabis side. So, but I've experienced like you know getting you know uh, an eighth of a strand, and you know you get it home, you open it up, and it it doesn't really smell like much. You know it's mm-hmm. Can barely smell it. Then I, I've opened up some that man had your whole room smelling so so <laughs> so strong. <laughs> but but um, but yeah, I, I mean I had some some bad experiences with with the dispensaries here in in Florida. Had a couple mm-hmm. of bad ones. Like now, I only go to to one now, and that's Rise. That's the one I like the most. Rise. Um, mm-hmm. I truly is I you know they're okay, but you know and and I see this being a problem in the future with them trying to rush you know the product to the market and not properly curing it 
creating problems. I see that being a, a future for the for the juggernaut company. So I think, you know, there will always be the smaller stores, the smaller dispensaries or the smaller mom and pop dispensary stores that will put out a better product. You know, yeah. I feel like they're not really, you know, they're they're not rushing the product like the the big boys are. The big boys they want it, you know, they want it to grow tomorrow and sell it the next day. You know, like yeah. I mean, there there are like there's reasons why there's steps to the process, and if you can make those steps, um, like if they can be shortened, of course shorten them. But if mm-hmm. they can't, like, keep them as they are. Yeah. Question. Yeah, I don't think they should mess with the process, man, because it's like to me, you know, especially hearing you talk about it, it's like a it's like a art. It's like a like a piece of fine art. You know, once you master that process, you know, I don't think they should mess with it but you know someone's gonna come out there someone's gonna create a a, a hybrid strain that grows by itself and the buds gonna fall off and cure <laughs> <laughs> and you can be able to sell it create a strain they are starting to like develop um, um, uh, like automated dryers and things like that. So uh, to kind of speed up the process, like the drying process and so forth. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, I understand the, the, the desire um, to want to do that, mm-hmm. but on the other end of it, um, you know, cause you want to, you want, you want to make money faster and everything. You, you want to get product to the, the consumer uh, quicker and so forth because I mean there's so many people that need medication um, like myself included mm-hmm. but, you know like if it's rushed um, it's like I just wasted my money I wasted my time you know like I don't mind waiting if it's good if it's bad and it's you know keep it there definitely, yeah, definitely. well this concludes this episode tune in for the next episode and please like and share and give us some reviews. We'll see you next time. Peace.